thick, and it, I'm like, it's a little like, cheesy, yeah. I really sparkles. Um, no, no, thankfully, but I really liked. I just finished on there, um, Vicious by V. E. Schwab, which oh, was I love V. E. Schwab. Good. Yeah, so you yeah. definitely should listen to that. That one was very good. Yeah, very I want to pick up interesting twist on like, take a superheroes. Oh yeah. well, we started, but I guess go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I, okay. We're live, but you can go because I'll do the intro stuff. Yeah. Okay. Just go pee now. Um, Sorry. I like to do it unannounced so that we can get some of that B roll at the beginning. Well, <laughs> let me finish my thought for Sarah. Go, but go I, just, I just finished listening to A Court of Thorn and Roses. Have you listened to that one? No, I haven't. That one's I'll pretty good. It's about it's mostly fairies, but mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. And I'm listening to the second one right now off of the library website. So, or. Over overdrive, uh, yeah. I think is what it's called. I was gonna say our um book, like the library, um, it goes through Libby, which is like yeah. kind of like overdrive. But I feel like I've I run out of time. Like it's only two weeks. Yes, very quickly. Yeah. So you know, um, in the settings on Libby, you can change it, but it only goes up to twenty one days. Yeah, it's still, it's still pretty fast. I mean, normally, if it's a really good book, then I will read it, but we've just been so busy. Mm-hmm. Well, right, I'm, I I think I'm using Libby, because they, they switched from Overdrive to Libby, and mm-hmm. I keep forgetting the name of Libby. Yeah. But um, I still have, like, 12 hours left on, I think the second one's called A Court of Mist and Fury. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I only, have, I only have four days left, and I still have 12 hours left. I know. It's... I was like... I was yeah. reading it like all the way to and from Virginia and I still am not even close to finishing it. Hey, three <laughs> hours every day. You're good. You got it. Ugh. It's just hard because you can't always like be paying attention to what you're listening to for three hours. Like yeah. sometimes you have to be doing stuff that you can't. So. All right. Well, we can start whenever you're ready. <laughs> I got it. I got it under control. <laughs> Might need you to talk a little louder. Okay. All right. What's up? What's up? We're live again. Oh wait, we're still live. <laughs> we were All live right. the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. time. All right. What's up, everybody, and welcome to uh, the culmination of Extra Life Week. We've uh, currently raised one hundred and two dollars and sixty nine cents. Unfortunately, not really anywhere close to our goal, but That's okay. you know, it's all right. That's still $102 and, of course, 69 cents for the kids kids that they did not have. Um, Hopefully, maybe we can get a little more tonight before we end this, uh, before we end uh, the podcast, because I'm not sure if I'm going to stream after or not. Uh, Probably not. Um, But yeah, so uh, hopefully we can get a little more tonight. But uh, as always, I am your host, Matt, and I'm joined by my friends at the top left i've got chris and at the very bottom i have cheyenne and we have a special guest my wife sarah who's in my cam also because you know we live together yeah so there'd be no point in using two different computers yeah husband and wife living together i know it's really nasty i just i don't know if i can do it any longer yeah i think we should throw in the towel right now (laughs) do you got a white do do you have a white one Mm, no oh well all right well um tonight sarah just specifically asked to be on this one mm-hmm. uh because of uh, our main topic which if you've listened at all to the last like four or five podcasts you know what's coming um but um before before that we're going to talk about a uh, potential 
Uh, Grand Theft Auto 6 leak that was uh, brought to my attention earlier uh, this week. And uh, we're also we're also going to talk a whole hell of a lot about Assassin's Creed. Uh, this might be our longest podcast ever because we're probably going to deep dive into almost every game. Uh, we've played... I have played every single one of them. So we're going to go. We're going to go for as long as... As long as it takes to get it to get it done. As long as it takes. <laughs> yeah. Strap but, uh, in. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm also going to be retiring our uh, catchphrase because I think it's super corny and stupid. Aww. So we're going to uh, try to think of something else. Yeah. No, it's annoying. It annoys me oh, now. It's super cheesy. No. I love it. All right, yeah. fine. For one one final time. Then. No, no, no. All not right. final. That's All our right. thing. Yes. No, 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 no. I hate it so much. One final time. Yeah. Let's get nerdy. All right. What an so, uh, how was everybody's weekend? I'm, I'm assuming everybody here, our weekend was uh, pretty good. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, Ben. Had a pretty good weekend. Not bad. I'm not a partier, but I went to a party and partied. Wow, what a nerd! <laughs> well what done, a nerd. I know. It up. I know. It was a belated um, Day of the Dead celebration because they had to postpone it um, to this weekend, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I took my I took my great grandma with me and my dad and I put them on the La Fuenta, I think is what it's called. The, I, the I have no idea. Sorry, I've never been to a Day of the Dead concert or concert. Jesus concert. Christ. <laughs> Party. Um, Unfortunately, uh our 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 one person that would know anything I would know he's not here today. I thought Day of the be, Dead would he's not here, unfortunately. I really thought he would be Super proud of me for but going. But he's dead, so we don't talk about him. He's dead. Yeah, when 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 we have when we don't have people here, they're dead. They're dead. Okay. Well, anyway, you put them, you put the picture no. of the people who have passed, and you put them up on an altar and celebrate them. And so that's what I did. And then my friends did the same thing. They had their loved ones on the altar as well, and we just partied and had pizza and s'mores because we had a bonfire and. It was really nice. It was a lot of fun. I don't do that very often. So. Well, maybe you should do it more often because yeah. you deserve to have a good time. <laughs> Sorry, the dogs decided they wanted to go off as soon as we started the podcast. Yeah. So we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I was trying to talk over them for you, but yeah. It's okay. I muted the mic. So yeah. How was your weekend? Chris? You missed me cussing them out. Oh, okay. It's fine. I'm just kidding. I didn't cuss them out. Did you do anything? I fun? S- um, I've just been things. studying for the uh, Kaplan nursing exam. Mm, so awesome. much fun. Mm-hmm. You can do it. That sounds horrible. Yeah. Micro. That and I've been doing microbio studying for that too. So well, I yeah, think uh, Cheyenne, Cheyenne and Sarah know about that. Oh. Yeah, you still haven't called you know I'm a professional microbiologist. Yeah, I, yeah Chris. Yeah. Why don't you just call right. her during your test? Yeah. yeah. Well so I'll just helpful. say um I've been doing a good job studying. Currently I have a ninety five point um something oh, he doesn't in that class. Problem. Come on, Chris, you don't have a hundred, you fucking <laughs> suck. I know. I feel like it's so hard to get a hundred in a STEM class. I always miss one or just some some kind of shit like that. There's no way. Yep, I have an organic two exam tomorrow, so wish me luck. 
You got this. Good luck. Good luck. I am so glad that I am done with school forever. The orgo, the last orgo. I have reached terminal velocity. Uh, the the last orgo two exam I took though I got a fourteen out of fifteen correct so I was nice. Like, hopefully I can do that again tomorrow. I told you you could do it. You can do even better than that tomorrow. Oh man, hundred, hundred, yeah, one hundred, a straight 100. Hun- straight hundo. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got this. Yeah. Do we want to talk about what yeah, we did I, this weekend? Yes. Uh, what did we do this weekend? Mm, well, we just went to your dad's and my dad's house. That was about it. Yeah, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's it. We had yeah. our anniversary since we talked to them last. Oh yeah, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Been married for congratulations. Yeah. Did a whole lot of nothing, but mm-hmm. I made dinner for two hours. Yeah, it was very good dinner though. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. It was pretty what good. What was that dinner for our audio? It was listeners? uh, it was reverse seared tomahawk bone-in ribeye. So reverse seared is you bake it in the oven until it's almost until it's like one degree below what you want it to be in terms of doneness and then you um you get a skillet really really hot throw some olive oil on it you basically sear one whole side to get it crispy on the outside and because it's been baked it's already done but the outside gets crispy and then um you throw a little bit of butter and i threw some rosemary and a little bit of garlic powder in there and then basted the top of it after i flipped it the first time and then I made fucking uh, green beans with that, with bacon in it, mm-hmm. some rice, and carrots. and carrots, which was way, way, way too much. <laughs> He's got me so salivating bad. thinking we about really that. Full. It was way it was too much. So good though. Way I'm too. I'm glad much. I just had dinner. Otherwise, I, I felt eat. like I just wanted to die after <laughs> after eating, but I ate all of it. No, it unfortunately for my stomach. Yeah. Fortunately for my mouth, but yeah. unfortunately <laughs> for my stomach. Yeah. And my bowels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The next morning wasn't great. I can't Ooh. lie. But um yeah. But uh today I got I got a story for today. Yeah. Uh so today um so we got a little uh notification like letter letter thing. It was like an orange piece of paper that they slip in 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 our they slipped in our door like last week saying that the uh maintenance was going to come by and check our meter or water meter or some clean air meter or something like that on the, and then, and also check our air filter like anytime this week. So of course it had to be today, this morning. It's also probably because we're like the first building. So they literally just walk across the street. So we're uh, anytime they do that, it's early as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the dogs have to go Well, one dog has to go off and yell and bark the entire time. I'm trying, and I'm also just wearing underwear, so I'm yelling at the front door like, "Hold on, God, like, like, wait," because they can just they can just come in. I, I wait, think, please, yeah, like, just hold on, please, so I can wrangle these animals. And uh, they they're like loose in the apartment. Yeah, so I obviously I put a shirt on and I put a pair of shorts on, and then I walk out into the living room to wrangle Riley, get her in the bedroom, and then uh, I look on the floor and. Uh, there is a giant ink stain on the ground uh, from Clem chewing up one of my G2 pilots, my last black one that I haven't lost. Of course. And uh, there's black ink stained in the carpet all over it. And then I'm like, well, shit, I don't want them to see that, obviously, because out of embarrassment. Uh, so I threw a towel in the middle of the floor over it, even though they were only going to be in the house for like two seconds. Um, and then as I'm like talking to them outside, cause they're asking me about 
you know, COVID protocol and all this shit. I look back at Clem because Clem doesn't get like aggressive to people. Like she doesn't bark like that. Like Riley does. Riley just barks at people, but people seem to be scared of her. Um, and then I look at Clem and, uh, she's got black ink all the way up to her dog elbows oh, and all over her face. My and I'm God. like, I'm in the middle of talking to them. And I'm like, Oh, uh, hold on. So I have to grab her and like, she gets really scared for no reason at all whatsoever. So she thinks I'm like trying to, I don't know, beat her because apparently I just beat her all the time. Apparently. So she's like crying, crawling away from me. Won't listen. Like, I'm just like, go in the room. Just go in the room, please. And then please she go in the room. gets small. Yeah, she gets all the way down. And I, so I'm like, fuck this. And I pick her up and she pees all over me because she's no. scared. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a fucking, how long? That's a fucking day. And I just right like, there. That's the up, start I, of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I threw her in bed and I was like, fuck you, dog. God damn it. Just all you had to do is listen. Just go in the fucking room so I can close the door for the three seconds they're going to be here. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And of course, they were literally in and out within 30 seconds. Um, And then uh, I had to tr- attempt to clean the floor and uh, clean the dog. So I threw her ass in the tub. At least she was nice enough once I coaxed her in the bathroom to just get in the tub herself. I was like, okay, that's cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, and then I had to uh, wash her with dish soap to get the uh, ink out of her hair. Mm. Poor thing. In the, in the uh, yeah, the, uh, oh yeah, poor dog. <laughs> She's still got black ink in her teeth. Oh. Um, but supposedly it's uh, not, it's not poisonous, so it's fine. Just annoying. Yeah, just, uh, just, an, just a huge inconvenience. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, that was my day. Well, I don't know how effective it is, but I just read that um, milk can be used to get ink stains out of things like carpet. I also, I also watched a video of someone using WD-40 to get it out. So it helped a little bit. It has, it has helped a little bit, yeah. but it still. I think it's just going to take a lot of work. Yeah, it's going to take multiple passes, I'm sure. So Some elbow grease. Yeah. Yeah. Some elbow grease I didn't feel like applying today yeah. after... I mean, it's already in there, so why not let it just fucking sit there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else have uh, an awesome story from this weekend? Nothing like that. No. No? Nothing like that? Yeah. Mm-mm. I was going to say, today at work, I go through these phases um, for, obviously, our audience doesn't know what I do, um, but I'm a physical therapist, and I work with... Um, I work with people, like older people mostly, and I go through these phases, like days, where I find that I'm doing the same thing with everybody. Um, So today was like a get dressed and get washed up day. Like everybody I went in to see, I had to get them dressed and like get their teeth brushed and get them washed up. I literally did that out of the four people I saw for three people. Hmm. So I don't know. It's better than having a poop day. Fair. So, or better than uh, having it ink in the floor day. Ink in the so. floor day sounds pretty. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Those mm-hmm. those days are those. Yeah, mm-hmm. they sound great. All right. Anyway, so yeah, I guess if nobody else has any stories, we'll move on to our first little topic before we uh, dive into some uh, Assassin's Creed for however fucking long mm-hmm. that's going to be. So, um, Chris brought it to my attention by sending me a link to a article about another Grand Theft Auto 6 leak which there have been many um, hmm. if you even happen to go online ever 
There's like a new one. It seems like every week, uh, but this one was ex- especially interesting to me um, because of what it was about. Um, so I mean, there's been a ton of leaks about the story about and stuff like that, where like the a lot of the story leaks seem to be pretty consistent. Um, if you guys haven't heard, most of them are like so. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be based in Vice City again. They're going to go back to Vice City. I don't know about the era. It could be modern times or it could be in the 90s or something like that, I've heard. But um, you're, it, it's going to have – it's going to um, – I, I believe – I think I think I heard it's supposed to be late 80s or 90s during like the, the cocaine craze or whatever, like the – you know, of Miami and stuff like that. So it's going to have a lot to do with d- drug stuff and cartel stuff. But supposedly um, – there will be multiple maps um, where you can you fly and you go to Liberty City as well and Vice City, which is Miami, and you also go to South America because, you know, that's where cocaine comes from, mostly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Th- so that that's supposedly the rumor, I guess, about the game. And uh, there's been a lot of leaks that corroborate that for the most part. Um, which, I mean, it, it sounds cool. I, I mean, regardless of what it is, I know I'll buy the game. So will everybody. Um, but the thing that I found interesting about this newest leak was that it said that there is expected to be some kind of PS5 exclusivity, whether that means exclusive only to the PlayStation 5 or mm-hmm. some kind of timed exclusivity or anything like that. But I... I think we'll discuss here for a minute, but I do not believe that it will be exclusive to the PlayStation 5. And if that is the case, they're missing out on so much money. There's no way Sony would be willing to pay Rockstar basically whatever they estimate their their earnings to be from the Xbox. Because there's no other way that that my, or Rockstar would even do that deal. Because GTA is prints money. Yeah. It prints money. There's no way... That they would they would make it exclusive to the PS5. I don't even think they would do a timed release, like a timed exclusive release for that reason too, because it's such a a big money grab. Like, why would they go a couple months without getting the Xbox revenue? Mm -hmm. Go, go, Chris. I think they um, may. I think at worst case scenario that it'll be a timed thing, like what you, what Cheyenne was just mentioning. Because I could see Sony bribing them basically to do that, so that they could boost PS5 sales to get a jump start on I I can on see Xbox. That. I can also I see that. Most likely, it's going to be some kind of exclusive. Like maybe PS5 gets to access to GTA Online way earlier, or like mm-hmm. maybe there's some they do exclusive the route where they get all the DLC a month early. Yeah, or like some exclusive. Yeah, exactly. Content like I don't know missions or. I don't, who the fuck knows what it will be? But I mean, they're pretty like much already doing a content deal with like the money, like GTA Online. The you're getting like apparently PS4 owners are getting a million dollars for free every month until it releases on PS5 or something like that. Um, which I can see that, but I can also see them trying to boost PS5 sales by doing like a month of exclusivity. Like you can only get PS5 on or sorry gta on ps5 and i think there's two reasons why one reason is because they'll get a giant ass check from sony 
Um, two, then they'll have two huge booms in game sales. Exactly. Because then they'll they'll have a PS5, huge boom in sales, and then a month later or however long, they'll have another huge boom in Xbox sales. Um, because... And they may even see more total sales day one on the Xbox because people will have seen the game and that, you know, and, and it builds up more hype because it's mm-hmm. quote-unquote exclusive. So, you know, mm-hmm. humans buy into exclusivity. There's going to be, like, a lot of outrage online and memes and bullshit oh, yeah, that's going to, like, oh, really yeah. draw attention to it. And this is GTA we're talking about, their flagship best-selling game, the one that they put the most work into, the most money into. So, I mean, they're not going to – people are going to fucking buy it anyway. Yeah, like, and then it, GTA – they're going to take their time with this because GTA five is still printing money. And that game has spanned three console generations. Now, yep. as of tomorrow, when the Xbox series S comes out and whatever, I, I, I think GTA is available on, on release day, but I don't, I'm not sure, but uh, it will, it will span three console generations. Exactly. It will be on that Xbox. Yeah. Platform. It's already been announced that it will be on next gen. So it's 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 ridiculous. Three console generations for one game that all it does is print money. Mm-hmm. Still. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just like it, supposedly also the second part of this uh, leak will be that the game will be revealed sometime next year, which I feel like I've been hearing that in leaks for the last four years, to be honest. That really? I put I put no salt in that, like not a single grain do mm-hmm. I take from that. Not nothing, nothing. I I really have no idea. They're they're not gonna show it until it's all the way done. Until they're about. I mean, Red Dead. I think originally when they first announced Red Dead, they only announced it like six months before the original release date, and then I believe they did delay it. I can't remember how long, but I I remember that they that they did delay Red Dead. And basically, at this point, every AAA game that comes out, unless it's Call of Duty, I basically I I just assume it's gonna get delayed at some point. Uh, cyberpunk hey we can talk about that too i don't think we talked about that last week did we we didn't no it's so, ready when it's fucking ready <laughs> it's ready when it's ready and I, i'm honestly i'm totally okay with the uh with the delay for cyberpunk because it gives me an opportunity to play assassin's creed valhalla so true because uh i was gonna have to try to rush to somehow finish it in nine days fair um and then never touch it ever again because cyberpunk will take away my life so I mean, I'd rather them produce a finished product that they're proud of than slap together some bug fixes or like patch it. I don't know. I I want them to be satisfied with it so that when we play it, we can hold them to the standard that we expect from them. Yeah, it, it's weird though because it went gold the week before they delayed it. Which, if you guys don't know what gold means, basically that means that what's the final product on the disc. That's what like when you go gold, you're that that's when you're starting to ship product, and oh. and and you know put the now there's still always a huge day one patch because they keep working, you know. Um, obviously, if you download the game, you don't get that giant patch um, because it's included. Know, it, it's included with the download. But if you get the disc, everything they added. That's why sometimes you'll put in a disc and there'll be like thirty gigs more, and you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they they added so much stuff. Um, but yeah, so they actually already went gold and then delayed it again, which was really weird. That is um, really weird. So I, yeah, but I I don't know what exactly they're doing. Maybe they're polishing some glitches. I I don't know. 
I don't know what I really don't have any idea how the production of games works and or like what is normally going on the last few weeks of development. Um so I can't really speak on that. They're fine tuning the genital editor. I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. More details. Yeah, man. I want to I want to pick exactly how many ball hairs I have that you're never going to see. That I'm never whether or see. not I'm circumcised. That's important. That better be in there. <laughs> Or if I can have a bionic cock, that'll be the best. Or two bionic cocks. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) Too much. Yeah. Chris, you're getting me excited. (laughs) All right. So I guess uh, we're probably after on that note, we're we're probably ready to move on to uh, something a little less bionic. Yeah. Okay. Please. <laughs> What's the matter, Cheyenne? You don't, have, you don't have anything to add, Cheyenne. I think I feel like there's a wall there, but I feel like it's just you want to knock it down. So just go ahead, go ahead. We're we're waiting. No, I'm good. No, okay. I <laughs> can see the cracks. Creed. I can see the uh, cracks on the wall, though. I can see it. They're forming. So yeah. So now we're gonna discuss our main topic of the night. Um, and I, I I've been kind of bouncing around in my skull whether I want to call this a Something specific, like I don't know exactly how we're like what direction we're gonna go, but I'm gonna call it what what happened to Assassin's Creed is probably gonna be the title of this podcast. I don't know if we're gonna go in that direction ex- necessarily. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're just gonna specifically talk just at depth in depth about the games itself. I will try to like do like a um like I want to like a, do a connect the dots of like where things changed. Like where, like along the line, we think we think like things changed and and stuff How like Assassin's that. Assassin's Creed evolved. Yes, exactly. All right, let's um, begin. Yes, we will. We will begin. <laughs> we will begin. So, um, I'm I'm writing one more note. Sorry. Unacceptable. Can't take. Truly, I, f- I forgot. Yeah, yeah I know. Our I'm poor sorry. listeners should be prepared. <laughs> Shut the hell up. Yeah, for everybody else that just shows up to the podcast. I got like three fucking <laughs> pages worth of shit. <laughs> I know. I got three pages worth of shit. He really works hard on these, like, you know, during the week. and Look at this. I got like, here's all my notes on each game. And then I've got another page of notes. I bet he keeps that notebook another by page. the toilet so you can yeah. just work no, on it. No, it just stays in here. In a bathroom. whole other page. That's just the notes. We, we know how hard of, you work on, on this. Yeah, on top dude. of the notes, it shows. this is the outline. No one's no one's doubting your your on top of the outline. And your commitment. Another dude. page. Still, still going. Still shit. Still beating. So yeah. So you guys could shut up. Well, it's not dead yet. It's dying, but it's not dead. All right. Anyway, so I guess we'll go ahead and start with uh, Assassin's Creed One. I don't know uh, exactly. Like I, I I will say I did write down all the dates of these games. The the, the release date. So we can uh, kind of get a, a, a small, like a timeline going here. So uh, That's the, one the first Assassin's Creed through. came out in uh, 2007. Thanks. I was uh, wondering if I wanted you guys to uh, try to guess that or not. but I knew it was 2007 already. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Look at Chris coming with notes. Yeah, somebody was ready too. Somebody was ready. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but somebody was ready. So um, who wants to, uh, I guess, start us off at least with... We we've all I think except for Sarah played this game correct. Yeah, Shine's yeah. playing it now. Uh, yeah, I'm playing. So I guess we'll start right like we'll start each one of these with like when you first played it, especially for, with this one. Was this the first game that we all like the first Assassin's Creed at least three of us played? Mm-hmm. Nope. 
Oh, okay. All right. I think, Chris, you had played this game before me. Yep. On PS3, I believe your dad owned it, right? Or you got yeah. you owned it, but, you, you know. Yeah, it was dad. on PS3 initially yeah. when I played it. And I thought it was really fucking cool. Like, I'd never seen anything like that at the time. Yeah, I feel like it's such a unique idea with the whole Animus. I, it's not really something that I feel like has really been done before. It was very yeah, unique. I'm going to have to, uh, give me one second. So I forgot to read this synopsis of what Assassin's Creed is before. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so, probably yeah, good. So, for all right. Yeah. So, Assassin's Creed, shut up. Assassin's Creed <laughs> is a third-person action-adventure series, which has now transitioned into more of an act, like a, a third-person RPG series over the last two games, including the new one that comes out tomorrow. Uh, it's a third-person action-adventure series uh, steeped in history, conspiracy, and uh, religion. Uh, it's been around for a long time now. Uh, it's given us some um, groundbreaking and ahead-of-its-time gameplay. Uh, some of gaming, gaming's greatest characters and twists, but it's also brought out some of the worst practices in modern games as well along the way over the last couple years, for sure. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that uh, most of us has have spent quite a lot of time playing Assassin's Creed over the years. Um we, for sure, would not declare any of us experts on Assassin's Creed or the lore of Assassin's Creed. Um, but we, we've definitely, most of us, have spent extensive amounts of time playing the games. Um, almost all of them. I know I've played every single one, and everyone else here has played a lot of them. Um, so, we, we've, yeah. We, we've, got, we've got experience playing the games, um, but... I don't I don't I definitely don't want to go on record and say that any of us are experts on any of the lore. So we may get some points wrong here and there. Yeah. But um it's also been years since some of us have probably played them. So um but yeah, with that said, sorry. Assassin's Creed one, Chris. You what I liked about it. Assassin's Creed One was I thought it was so interesting that it starts it takes place during like the eleventh century crusades. And you're not playing it from like a Christian white guy perspective. You're taking it from the assassin. You're Arab. Are you Arabic? He's, he's I, th I believe he's Muslim, but yeah. or Arabic. I think I, maybe because the Templars are the ones are the are the ones leading yeah. the the Crusades. Mm -hmm. But it was so cool, like seeing all these buildings that you know modern day would be ruins, but there they're in their glory days. And you're just I I don't know. It was just amazing for its time. Yep to me but yeah, it doesn't hold up well now but it, it is good for what it was uh i i do want to expand on that i think um i think what what it was really groundbreaking about the game was it was one of the first really big um like free roam like where you can just roam around an entire city like that like but the the level the thing that was like even more so that you know got what i don't know what i'm trying to say but they expanded a lot more on like the open world yeah, aspect the complexity of the, the verticality of the game. Like no game before this that I could think of had the level of verticality that Assassin's Creed had or the traversal ability. Like this was the first game that I ever remember being able to just run and climb on anything that I can see. Yeah. Um, and I, I, while again, now the controls are very, very like very dated and have not aged very well at all no, that that really. gameplay is 
It's not it, unplayable. It was groundbreaking at the time of 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not unplayable. And according to the Assassin's Creed fandom website, oh, here Altair, we go. Was, Altair was an atheist, but his father was Muslim and his okay. mother was a Christian. But it, it centers around Jerusalem, or at least I'm yeah. in Jerusalem right now. In it's my in the Holy Land. Group. Yeah, and they and they do refer to Allah as the God. And, you know, so it's very, it's very centered around um, Arabic and Muslim. Um, I think Chris and I both remember the... Uh... The famous line that every single soldier in that game said was "Infidel die." Yes. Every time he would ever see, anytime you would ever get targeted or seen, I, I just. <laughs> I feel like I do I have... feel like at least playing through it right now. I feel like the the getting spotted is like constant. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But there's no. Oh, like in hiding. Far Cry. What? You like like in Far Cry? We're talking about I'm Assassin's sorry. Creed, Matt. Yeah, we're I know. talking about no, Assassin's Creed. That's another Ubisoft game, though. Well, that's true, but I do feel like it's not quite as finessed as the other Assassin's Creed. Oh, games. I would definitely. Yeah. I would what about? Agree. You can really blend into the other ones, but this one, if you want to blend in, you have to walk two two centimeters a second, and it's so slow. And if you let go of the A button to just speed up, they're like, "Oh my God, hey, it's him, that guy." He's not praying anymore and walking. I got to expand on that a little bit too. Um, the drunkards in that game are fucking obnoxious. Oh my, oh God, my God, they just come up and punch you. And yeah, the, they the, they're the drunken sailors, you. I think, is what they're supposed to be. And they like, just sprint up to you and just people, shove yeah. you. And yeah. then the guards are like, there he is. They were replaced like, by the, uh, the, the loot players in, in the Renaissance era, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But yeah. Oh oh and the dude, beggars. Oh. coin, just one coin. I'm and poor like, and sick and hungry. Yeah. Oh my like, god, get dude. Out of our way. I thought this was the rich district of Jerusalem. Why are you here? Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. There there was some huge annoying things in that that they even just kept in the game, like the fucking yeah. loot players and shit, but we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah. I wrote another note here and I I'll, I'll probably have to expand on what I mean by this, but the first Assassin's Creed was a game that I would call it, it was very video gamey. So obviously, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, there is so many video gamey tropes. And what I, what I, I guess what I mean by that is just a lot of really repetitive, ridiculous things that you would never, ever, ever do or see in real life. That That is the core gameplay of the game. So in, in like in the game, in that game specifically, after I think the first two or three sequences – you, every single time you need to figure out like what to do or where to go, you have to go and synchronize at a viewpoint. And then yep, you and might then, see, you might found, find a pickpocket thing to do or, or, a, or an eavesdropping. And that's the whole game. That yeah. is the entire game of the first Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really, it, it like gets you to do that at the at first. Like, all right, go to the viewpoint. Now go over here and pickpocket this guy and go over here and fucking eavesdrop. But after like the first two sequences, it just doesn't tell you anymore. Mm-hmm. so I, I got to a point when to i first played out. the game i was like i get what the fuck like the only thing on the map were the viewpoints because and it just stopped it just stopped showing you where all those those uh investigation markers were that's um, one of the biggest gripes i have at least you know i didn't play yeah. it when it came out in 2007 i didn't start playing assassin's creed till assassin's creed 2 and i'm going back and playing it so i don't have quite the same experience you guys do but playing it now i'm like okay um, I can't, I don't have any kind of map to follow because the little thing on the bottom doesn't show you roads. It doesn't no. show you viewpoints. You have to, 
you have to go to the map to even see where a viewpoint is yeah. and then you have to like figure out was, which way um, you're facing and it, i'm it, like oh my gosh and then you're just like you said you have to get any of the missions you have to synchronize at a viewpoint and it's like yeah how frustrating is it that altair is like an expert swordsman an expert free runner but he can't fucking swim <laughs> he dies immediately like the, the video it's like it's deeper than my chest also I'm dead. is like at at the beginning you're like you're just an asshole and and then your master's like fuck you you're you're you need to learn how to be an assassin got, again. i'm gonna stab and he just takes all your shit and then you have to you know do the whole video game thing where at the very beginning of the game you have all this awesome shit like another game that does this is a, a an old game called prototype where you have oh, the yeah. first like hour I of the game you prototype. have every ability and you're just absolutely shredding people and it's like it's it's like how a game is like look how fucking fun this is and then they take it away <laughs> and they take it so all you away can build it away yeah build it yeah, up you gotta so earn you it get all that shit back yeah but so the fun. first one i think it was awesome for what it was it was definitely good enough to where it didn't fail which yeah. uh obviously uh is good because i don't I think we have the, any of these the, games if it failed the beginnings of the lore in that game are really good because you get to talk to the girl that's sitting in there i forget her name lucy yeah lucy and, 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 and so you sit and talk to her and you can get on her computer and eventually you're going to be able to get onto the main guy's computer like so you're learning bits and pieces i think that's really cool my least favorite part is how the horse runs i know god <laughs> I was waiting to say something about yeah. it. <laughs> like, I honestly didn't even remember there was a horse in the first game. I thought, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't run it, around that map just on foot. Oh man, it's so it's so suck. annoying. To be, you obviously haven't seen me play any Assassin's Creed or any game. Sarah refuses to ride horses in any game what? she ever plays. It's just not something that I think about. I just, just run, like I just run. Well, even in Breath of the Wild, that huge ass map, run? she would just forget about her horse and just be like. Yeah, and then I just climb like an hour and a half. We'd go as the crow flies, and I just go over whatever obstacle. And yeah, we'd never run around that. anything. Just go straight, straight up. up it. Straight <laughs> See, up. That's it. what I I do like about the new games is like you kind of get you can keep a horse in the first one. You can't. They're just they're just everywhere, and you, you just can't even. You don't even keep one. You don't keep a horse until. Man, uh, you uh, don't. You just don't keep a horse. In any of them until not like Breath of the Wild, where literally you have to go back and find your horse if you leave him like Sarah does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So constantly. I talking about the lore of that game that was really good. I liked how when you earn your assassin's blade, you gotta lose your finger. It's like a Mm -hmm. sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It shows your dedication to the uh, creed. Yeah, exactly. I thought that that was very interesting. It's like wow. I don't know. Yeah, you don't need that finger. It shows anyways. your commitment. I guess I could have also explained what the creed is. Yeah, what is the if, creed? Man? I guess, hold on, I'll look it up. I, I know it's like, obviously everybody knows the main two lines, right? Nothing is true, everything is permitted, right? But yeah. there's a whole yeah. fucking giant uh, thing. You guys keep talking about the first game. Yeah, but that I mean, those are my gripes. And I do think, besides the gripes, that they did things really well in that game. Like yeah. Matt said earlier, it didn't fail. Yeah, like I said, it's a really interesting concept. Like, I feel like the idea of using your ancestors' DNA was such a interesting story that you yes. it's not something you've heard before. And it sucks you in and you're like, oh, what else can you mm-hmm. learn from your DNA? And Yeah. So I think that was pretty neat and the way they kind of went about it of 
you know, later down the lines of when you get the bleed over effects, I think was really interesting and kind of being able to tie it into present day. Although everybody hates playing as present day, you know, you just want to get back in, but yeah, you know. All right. So here are the the three tenants of the creed are uh, stay your blade from the flesh of an innocent, uh, hide in plain sight and uh, never compromise the brotherhood. And then uh, the, the three ironies, uh, fuck it. There's a lot of shit. It doesn't matter. They, Whatever. Okay. The notion of the apples of Eden really was interesting too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, in the first one. one. Like I'd never even seen something like that. It was like the supernatural yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Um, I did want to talk about the modern day stuff. So obviously we can't really talk. We 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 we've, we've pretty much delved pretty deep into the as far as we are probably going to deep in the go. God damn it! As far as we're going to go in the first game, the first game was really not anywhere near as deep until the last act where you basically figure out that your master that so you're at the very beginning of the game you find uh the grand master of the templars is uh and you you steal the apple of eden which is a precursor artifact that is that is really powerful um that you then later learn was made by a civilization that existed before humanity mm-hmm. um and you he that guy takes it from you at the beginning and the reason why uh you have to like relearn how to be an assassin is because you basically get your comrades killed because you're just like oh i got this guy don't fucking worry you know and you just charge straight head headlong into this guy and you fight him and you get your ass whooped and then your buddies get killed and he takes the one of the one of the guys gets killed the other one one this is all from memory from the last time i played the game like 10 years ago probably yeah i'm just helping you because i just played it thank you um i i remember the main story beats but not not a whole lot else but um then you go through the game trying to kill that guy and recover the artifact when you finally do you give it back to al-mualim who's the grand or the master assassin and he basically Mm -hmm. uses it against he, he wants to impose the creed onto innocent people and and the world basically so then you end up killing him he wasn't a templar but he was it had the apple, the power of the apple had corrupted him. So was, there's, go ahead. Was this the one that had those, like, investigate this painting and find the clue in the no, painting? No, that is Assassin's oh, Creed 2. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's been a minute for me. Um, But yeah, so then um, the modern day stuff. So you play as a guy named Desmond Miles, who's actually the main character of the Assassin's Creed story. You were abducted, you're a bartender, but you have this lineage of assassins in your DNA, and you're basically kidnapped by the modern-day Templars, which is disguised by a corporation called Abstergo Industries. And uh, they're basically forcing you to relive the memories of Altair, which is your ancestor, because they knew that he had found the Apple of Eden and they want to know where it is. I'm pretty sure... That's what they're trying to see from. They're trying to trying to get from yeah. the first game. Um, it's funny that Abstergo is is. Uh, they say it's a big pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And but they're looking for the Apple of Eden and doing all this DNA technology, genetic kind of stuff. Well, that's how they can get away with it. They're saying they're doing like human trials and testing and stuff that's why they on these them. people, and that's why they have them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's under under the guise of a pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. So they get all this government funding and shit also and stuff like that and so. the way that they found desmond was weird well not weird i guess but i don't remember how they found him how how did they find so him? 
he had no he was like off the grid right but he wanted a motorcycle license so they found him through the dmv that's awesome i was like in the government yeah after everything he he did to stay off grid he was like oh guilty pleasure motorcycle license because he he his family is in the assassin or he's like he comes from a lineage of assassins and he does know that and that's why i believe he he went off the grid to avoid the assassins because he didn't want anything to do with it yeah he didn't want to be a part of it anymore um but he also knew that there was like danger and being found out but he was like let me get a motorcycle license that's not gonna trace back to me yeah Uh, but um (laughs) yeah so that's kind of how the first one ends there's not really a huge cliffhanger other than uh vidic's assistant lucy uh basically shows you that she's also an assassin by her finger being removed at the end of the game and then um that 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 was assassin's creed one i mean there weren't really i mean like the story most of the story you get is from lore, lore between assassinations when Amalim yeah. is like reading you the fucking Bible between each kill because he'll stand there and talk for 30 minutes, it seems like sometimes. He doesn't yeah. literally read the Bible, but he reads like he just talks for fucking ever. Oh my God. That's, that, that's one of the biggest takeaways I have from that game is just how long he stands there and talks in his monotone voice. Oh my god. The gameplay and the game was really good back in the day. Um, I'd probably, honestly, if you've never played an Assassin's Creed, I would not recommend playing this game. I would just recommend watching it because it's... If you've never sport. played it and you have zero nostalgia, it's probably unplayable. Uh, you will I wouldn't say rip that. your face off at how mad you get about the, like the climbing and stuff like that. I wouldn't say it's unplayable, but it is frustrating at points. Because he just likes to jump off of stuff. And this is as someone who likes Assassin's Creed already. So yeah. I'm just saying, if you've never played an Assassin's Creed or only played like the three newest ones, Origins, uh, Odyssey. Or Odyssey, or Valhalla, I would just not even play it. I would just watch watch a video. About yeah, just get the story, get the story from it. It's not worth going back and playing unless yeah, like it, it, like it, us. It's, it's hard to play. Or I just really like the series and would like to play the first one. So yeah, consider yourself warned. Back in the day, it was great. I mean, the game's 13 years old now, so it's aged quite a bit. People who were born in 2007 are 13 now. Good lord. Yeah, you Cheyenne can do math, guys. Yeah. All right, so now I guess we'll go ahead and move on to the second game. (laughs) So where where at least I'm sure most of us have played. All of us I know in here have played this game. Uh, I've seen and played it for Sarah, so I've seen her play it, and I also played it for her. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the regular version of Assassin's Creed 2, not the deluxe or the version in the SAO trilogy, which is shittier than the normal version. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so, forgot about how annoying that part was. Yeah, it was it was terrible. We'll get to um, it. But yeah, so I guess um I bought I think I think I remember buying Assassin's Creed 2 on release day at the GameStop on Monticello Avenue near my mom's house. Um, because I had just played the the first game and really liked it a lot. Um, I think mm, uh, maybe a couple of weeks before finished a couple of weeks or a month or two before the the uh, the second game. Um, but yeah, so Assassin's Creed Two came out uh, two years later in two thousand nine. Um, I got it on release day. When did you guys end up getting it? 
I don't think if I you saw remember it until 2010, so a year later. I think I got it for Christmas in 2010. I waited a couple months to get it. So, um, <clears throat> in one of our earlier podcasts, obviously this is my favorite Assassin's Creed game um, because it's the only one that was in my top 10 games list. So, um, this is my favorite game. Um, but I'll let you guys, or if Sarah wants to talk about it at first, yeah, um, I mean, I can talk about yeah, so just, just we'll talk about Ezio and all that stuff first, and then we'll get into the modern day stuff. Or we can start there because that's how the game starts. You guys want to do that? Do the modern day because yeah. that's a lot quicker. Sure, fast. whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. So at the very beginning of the game, uh, Lucy breaks you out of Abstergo. Uh, she gets retconned to having a finger again um, because at some point during the game, they're like, um, a little obvious. They're, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, they used to do that, but we, you know, it we modified the assassin's blade, so it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, which the reason why they get their uh, fingers cut off is actually shown in Assassin's Creed Origins, if you guys have played that. But we'll talk about that later. Um, so at the beginning, they break you out. You go to this, uh, I don't know, warehouse, I guess that they yeah. that the uh, assassins have. Uh, commandeered and uh they're gonna make you into an assassin they say and then and desmond's just like yeah fuck yeah i'll do it fuck up stergo and those bastards those templar bastards for keeping me in that room for probably months yeah this table yeah megan lay on this table and go to sleep and stuff yeah um but the way they're gonna do that is through this uh thing they i guess they call the bleeding effect so the animus um because it's reading your dna for these memories it uh According to um, Lucy, who is a, like an animus tech or knows about the animus or whatever, she uh, we're gonna get there. Jake, Jake just talked about this guy, the, the fucking douchebag info guy. Yeah, yeah. calm down, buddy. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, uh, so yeah, um, she tells you there's there's a side effect to the animus called the bleeding effect, where your in game, your not in game, your real body. Um, like sees the memories of your ancestors and like carries, you, you over. carries over the muscle memory and the skills that that you learn while watching the memories and stuff because the, because it's already stored in your DNA so your your muscles like gain that muscle memory yeah so you gain the ability like you gain the abilities that yeah all those skill yeah. sets yeah all those skills and stuff so they're gonna use the bleeding effect to train you and they're gonna use this assassin Ezio Auditori. Um, because he went like his entire life, they're gonna, you know, watch through Literally his, li- yeah, relive his entire life. So, stop, stop it, stop. They're gonna go and relive his entire life, uh, to you know, train you. And also, like, that was that was the whole point. They yeah. weren't even gonna use it to like find mm-hmm. a piece of Eden or anything like that. So, the original goal was just to train Desmond as an to, into an assassin, mm-hmm. just train right. him. That's it. So that that's the whole concept for the modern day storyline for this game, right? All right, who wants to start on the actual game though? Well, do you want to mention how much of an asshole? All right, this fine. Jake wants you? us to talk about Sean, who I'm sure all of us hate because he's <laughs> yeah. an absolute asshole for no reason. He's just no another reason. apparently an assassin who is just a, a British prick. Every single fucking time you ever talk to him. He's the biggest ass wipe you can you'd ever you would ever know ever see ever. 
He's just a dick. That's that's all I have to say. Every single line he has. He's also completely worthless and does nothing. Nothing. Nothing to help. Yeah. But always acts like he's the one carrying all the burden. He's just a so, snarky bastard. He's a snarky, <laughs> sassy asswipe. All right. There you go. We've dedicated a little time to Sean. Fuck you, Sean. That's all you get. Because <laughs> he's never any better. He's always an asshole. <laughs> Jake says it's such an inconvenience to talk to him. <laughs> true yeah and you jake you're dead to. you're dead jake we to. can't talk about you sorry um all right yeah so who wants to start with uh oh. Ezio's story i like how it starts off with his birth and then like you see him as a kid and it's mm-hmm. you like like you get to know him like yeah. you see his journey you don't really get you... that with any of the other ones as far as i'm aware and then no. yeah and then you see his um dad and brother die mm-hmm. and... and you understand his quest like his yeah plight. you really feel mm-hmm. for him yeah I, I totally agree. I think it's like very because he's like a young man when you're, you know, doing. He's this. Uh, sixteen or yeah. I think he's sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, so like a teenager, and then you know, just completely devastated by you know the fact that his dad and then his older brother that were and his younger brother. Oh yeah, and his younger brother. All the other men in his family except for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was supposed to be taken, but he wasn't at the house when his family was taken. Yeah. And the fact right. that he goes to try and like help them, but he just he's helpless. He can't do it. Know then because he doesn't have the skills. Speak louder. Oh, I was saying that. Yeah, he... we. I, it, yeah, I was just telling you to speak louder. Okay, that's all. But uh, yeah, I I think uh, the reason why uh, his character sticks with people more than obviously any like really before any any of the other assassins is mainly just because um, you spend the first like two hours of the game um, just kind of running around causing trouble in venice or not in Mm -hmm. venice jesus christ in florence and then running some courier missions for your dad which at the time so your dad is about to present some legal documents um or evidence against another family or lead another man who is a head of another family in florence um a prominent family yeah Mm -hmm. another a prominent family um he's gonna present evidence of him murdering someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just also, it just so happens that this other man was a Templar. So they end up, uh, framing, uh, your father, Ezio's father, and, uh, all the, all of your, your brothers as being quote unquote conspirators. Um, so you, they, they get, they all get killed. And, um, Again, you you weren't able to really do anything because you didn't you lacked the skills at that point to help them. Uh, you find out your father was a an assassin, but you don't really you don't really understand what that means or what that is mm. at that point at that moment at at that point. Um, but like he goes he goes immediately he gets like pretty much immediately within another hour or two of gameplay you go and you kill the guy that was the first guy on the surface level who's quote unquote responsible for your family being pretty much torn apart. Um, and, uh, you know, Ezio's then like, yeah, that's, you know, that's enough for me. I, I killed the guy who's responsible or whatever, but you go to, um, your uncle's villa and he sequence. I thought that was really, uh, cool. I liked him getting to actually have somebody to like show him. Yeah. Um, so his uncle, he goes to his uncle's villa uh, who then, you know, kind of shows him, like, t- actually tells him what his father did because he never actually 
told him he was an assassin or anything like that. Fills him in. Um, and basically, Ezio comes around and decides, you know, all right, I guess I'll do this because, you know, the greater good or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Ezio as a character is a really good character. Mainly, I think it's because the other the other assassins that you play as don't really get, they don't get the same amount of, I want to say, screen time. But they don't get as much of that as as Ezio did because they, he has three games. None, no one else has more than one. Um, while it's well deserved because he's a great character, um, he was yeah. also written very well because the original writers were still, you know, behind Assassin's Creed at this point. Um, which eventually they were, uh, they they didn't. I don't remember exactly when they left, but um, you know, that's that's beside the point, I guess. But I mean, like, so the gameplay in this game, I think it really Assassin's Creed Two took everything from the first game and just made it way 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 better yeah stop it i was gonna say as somebody who doesn't really play a whole lot you know not as much video games as uh as the rest of you guys it was something while it definitely was a little bit of a learning curve um Mm -hmm. but it was something i was actually able to pick up this is coming from like grade a button masher over here but um the I would say I think the most frustrating thing for me was trying to figure out like the climbing the puzzle kind of aspect of it because I kind of had to backtrack from where I played Odyssey so much where I could just climb anything I wanted I had to you know kind of figure out the footholds and trying to figure out the best way to do it so definitely right. fell on the floor a lot yeah and that that was one thing that definitely changed as assassin's creeds went on was originally the climbing aspect was supposed to be almost like a puzzle like you were supposed to figure out how to get up to the top not just i'm just gonna fucking scale this like spider-man um like you can in the new games i mean you can just go straight up every single side of any like you just straight up anything doesn't even matter anymore nope i know it's nice but uh, I know uh, Cheyenne that uh, this game has some significance to you, so I would I would like you to expand. Uh, yeah, if you can. Uh, this was this was my first Assassin's Creed game that I played, um, and I really fell in love with the series through this um, through this game, and I just I played it all the time. I didn't even care that there was a first one. All I wanted to do was play. Um, this one and I loved that we could travel to different parts of Italy like in Assassin's Creed in the first Assassin's Creed you kind of can and then in like go to different places but I just love that you could um like you could visit Venice and you can go to Rome and you can go to you you start out in Florence and um all this all this different traveling places and I grew up Italian and um my dad's super italian and um very catholic and um so i've always been really drawn to wanting to visit italy and wanting to you know know more about my culture as an italian and all that and it's just like opened up my i don't know my my dreams i guess like it just i was just like i have to go there one day I have to go there and I just love playing it and loved learning about because you know you can walk up to one of the churches and it'll tell you about this church in real life like it had historical aspects of it that were true 
and then the fantasy kind of like aspects and it really melded those two aspects together really well and then in 2015 I did actually get to go to Italy and I saw the Colosseum which was my favorite place to go in Rome in Assassin's Creed and I cried because of how beautiful it was and just because of how like how much I've always wanted to go there and and Assassin's Creed you can actually go there you know and it's just like it is in real life it's amazing I think something that Assassin's Creed 2 did really well versus the first game and I don't know it was probably intentional because of the time period that the first game took place in but every location is really dull and dark yeah. and really drab and just like Ugh. the buildings are you know, very it just looks like it just it's and... sad it just yeah. looks sad everywhere and then you go and it's so stark in contrast yeah. to renaissance era italy where everyone's it's happy and, and and it's and you know and the italy at that time was booming um with creativity and, and, and stuff and like that yeah exactly and, no, i think da vinci is a really cool and aspect yeah and with the historical aspect this was the first one that really 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 integrated historical characters into the story so um leonardo da vinci is actually a friend of Ezio's family Mm -hmm. um and he goes to leonardo shortly after his family's killed and he has him craft the the assassin's blade for him because i mean you know everybody knows that leonardo da vinci was a man of many different crafts yes um anatomy painting uh architecture inventing like everything he did everything um so he every time Ezio needs something made for him that's where he goes he goes to Leonardo and he's a pretty integral part of the story yes um and he's he's a really cool character and it's really awesome to like you know get to see that obviously Ezio being a fictional character but it's still really cool to see uh someone that you're playing as interact with such a historical figure like Leonardo da Vinci um yeah and i love how much care they put into getting the maps right like exactly yes. how it was in 1500s um renaissance italy and how exactly how the Colosseum looked back then and versus how it looks now and yeah it's just it's amazing how much detail they put into it for a 2009 game i'm not saying the graphics are you know amazing you're gonna play the yeah, new game and it's the, gonna be the art like style for the crisp. for the for at least two and and one really has not aged very well um no but i feel like the care that was put the care and the detail that was put into this game still translate today now the yeah, first one yeah. like you said was definitely lacking in the everything kind of did feel like it still does feel feel dull and like there's no detail in it the buildings are all kind of uniform in the same color and but yeah you you get to assassin's creed 2 and you get to look at all these different paintings you get to collect them which i love the collecting aspect of video games um, oh man you love assassin's creed and then hold i know man. i just love Gotta collect all I, those feathers Hell i yeah. know and the flags oh. in the first one flags it, I, in the first one could suck it oh i keep i keep telling I, I keep getting stuck on finding the flags and i'm like stop finish the story <laughs> like oh really yeah i get the next flag oh, i know oh, wait no no what am i doing what am i doing gotta play the yep. game yep i'm like oh like i'm just a collector i love the collecting aspect of it but finding the paintings is probably my favorite part like going in and buying the different paintings and you can see them in your villa 
I love that. <laughs> I don't think we bought one. No. Well, we were just trying to beat the game are so, not she, as fun. so Sarah could see it. You guys are not as fun. Single thing like that. I think we collected three feathers. That was yeah, that was only just because they happened anchor. to be in the path I was running. Yeah. <laughs> when the when the game was had just come out, I had downloaded a walkthrough for just the feathers so that I could find them all. Wow. <laughs> of nice. course. Gotta get that auditory cape. <laughs> I, I just yeah. wanted the feathers. All the feathers. <laughs> Stop it. I'm still right, like Chris, that. I'm a, Chris, I'm talk about hoarder. Assassin's Creed 2 while I get these dogs under control. I liked how flush how they really expanded on what Assassin's Creed One did work did right, mm -hmm. and I like that they added the the shops and there's dyes to your armor and your yeah. stuff. They let you customize it, so you're not just wearing a fucking white and red robe. Mm -hmm. And well, you guys I continue. I'm going to pee real quick. I also like that they added. Um, they they always do include um, Altair's robes too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. in, in each game, which is kind of cool. Yeah, in each to tie them in together. But in Assassin's Creed Two. I really like, I don't know, the story's really good. Every, I don't know. It's just... See, so yeah, my brain mixes up Brotherhood and Assassin's yeah, Creed 2. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to stay only in Assassin's Creed 2. I just, I really <laughs> like how you put it at the beginning. It's like they really capitalized on what Assassin's Creed 1 did right in Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. 2. Like they were really trying. It's not, they didn't put out the same game. You know, they... Exactly you could tell that they they tried to take those elements that really worked and make them better. Mm -hmm. The yeah. horses were way better. In they Assassin's were Creed. way better. They were <laughs> way better. I did ride them a couple times. A couple. Yeah, when when they made me. Um, I was really shitty at uh, driving the wagon with Da Vinci. Oh. I flipped that thing a couple times. Yeah. Um, not easy. Yeah, I have a really bad habit of I get really frustrated and then I just hand the controller to Matt and make Matt do it. Uh huh. So I just have this built-in, you know, person Give to beat things for me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like any of the uh, where you have to race somebody on the rooftops, I would just eat shit every time, <laughs> and I would do it maybe about four or five times of just like I would just get to a certain point and then just eat shit off the side of a building. And then I would want to get up, like, just give up, but I would just give it to Matt and let Matt do it, so. When you got pickpocketed, were you just like, screw it? No, I, most of the time I could catch the pickpockets, but I am really bad at running over the top of the rooftops. Mm. Like, going from, I don't know what it is, but I just cannot, like, you have to hold down so many buttons and steer, and my hands just cannot do it. I don't know what it is. I just can't do it. I had a bad habit of misjudging the jump and then being just a little short and he won't grab the fucking no. ledge and he just no. to the yep. ground. Yep. Yep. No, yep. I'm just I'm just thinking about I there's a couple times where I just would try and try and try and it just would not work. I loved when I was climbing up the top and I accidentally double clicked A and he would just turn around and jump and jump off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to die. Yeah he's ready he's ready to go yeah. home apparently he's ready yeah. sometimes though it would go into that animation where you land in a hay bale or something mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and it'd be like, unexpected thank god yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. god that was a jumping off point there's some pigeons up there pooping uh, yeah. right there for me <laughs> I, know. I know so convenient such a convenient so, marker look at all this shit i can jump off here <laughs> i can jump off <laughs> yeah no yeah, I'm trying to think. Those were, like, the, the only things that I really had a hard time with. But, like I said, even for me, like, 
you know, grade A button masher, like I was able to actually use the combat, which was nice. So I agree with our ghost in the chat. I got I get the falling feeling too when he did when I did accidentally jump off and he would like just go soaring and hit the ground or whatever I did. Yeah, that falling feeling never goes away, Jake. <laughs> I found hiding to be a little bit difficult in that game. Yeah, it is kind of hard. Like you're evading and you're like, better hide in this little fucking behind a cloth on the roof. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then yeah. they just come to you anyways. It, it still yeah. wasn't much they less take video game. They and just I, I, stab yeah. into yeah. the... Yeah. Like they, they know exact. They didn't see which path you went, but they always... Like like they're drug sniffing dogs or something. They just <laughs> They know it. exactly which hiding spot you decided on. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think... Um, We'll probably deep dive in a minute about the uh, the 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 overall arcing story of Assassin's Creed Two, but I did want to say um, something that I think it did very well was uh, it really went in re- like hard on introducing new gameplay elements and and different ways to play the game versus uh, the first game. Um, I mean, you're constantly getting new gear and and stuff like that. Like you get the du- the dual blades. This is the game that introduced the dual blades. Um, did they introduce assassin bombs? Blades. Yeah, this one? it introduced bombs as well. Um, but so when I, I did, I did hint earlier about the like the lore of like the cutting off the ring finger thing. So um, this is where uh, it, it is stated when um, uh, Leonardo fixed the assassin's blade the first time. The ver- the first time you bring it to him, and he's like, at the end, he's like, "All right, now we just got we got to cut off your ring finger, and then we're done." Um, you know, unfortunately this, it's just a sacrifice. Like these, these blades require uh, a sacrifice and like a commitment to the wielder. And Ezio's like, All right, fine, fine, do, do it. it, do it. And he like yep. puts his finger out on the table and then Leonardo slams a butcher's knife down right next to it. And, uh, he goes, oh, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. You know, we, I, it's been modified. It, don't worry about it. That, that used to be a sacrifice that you have to have, have to make, but it's okay. Not you're anymore. Good. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're good. Didn't they? Um, like to do, they still symbolically do the sacrifice with a brand though right yes yes, yes. now that happens later in the game after um Ezio has gone through so it actually happens i believe right after um one of the greatest segments in gaming uh carnivale mm-hmm. carnivale is awesome. so good i love that oh, yeah. segment in the game it decorates the entire city of venice with fireworks and jesters oh. and fire breathers and stuff the, over the whole city and um it's just it's really atmospheric and really fun. And like, so to uh, assassinate your target at the end of that, um, that, that section of the game, you have to get a golden mask to get into his party. So like mm-hmm. Carnivale in Italy and especially in Venice is like, the, it's like a celebration. <clears throat> I don't know how long it is. I know it's at, le- at least one night, but um, it's, it's a celebration where everyone walks around wearing masks you know, and you can go out and just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, kind of like Mardi like Gras. Anonymously. Here. What'd you say? Kind of like Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Mardi Gras. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's but it's it's a little bit different, obviously. But it's a party like Mardi Gras. Yeah, like yeah. yeah it's it's just a giant party throughout the entire city where everybody wears masks and everybody's anonymous and stuff like that. And it's it's just you know, it's fun. But um, so you got to do a bunch of these like carnival games and stuff like you've got to walk up and charm a bunch of women to get their ribbons and whoever gets the most <coughs> um wins that competition and then you, you it, 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 the flag. yeah capture the flag and stuff like that it's really fun 
Um, but at the beginning of that, uh, that's when you get your pistol. So you get a gun attached to the hidden blade that you can shoot to assassinate people with, which was super awesome. But um, so hard to aim. It, it is it is a little annoying to aim. You have to like target someone and then hold it like and then let go of the gun. Carnival lasts for two weeks in Italy. Holy today. shit! Okay, all right, there you go. Sorry, cool. just a side note. But yeah, but yeah I mean, like there's the so pistol many things was they really added hard to aim. Yeah, it was really really cumbersome and annoying. Um, yeah, I think they took a little bit of liberties there. I don't know if they quite had firearms like uh, yet in. <laughs> 1480s the 1480s but da vinci man yeah da vinci exactly but um he also designed a flying machine in that game oh yeah where you have to fly to get into the it's the castillo right uh in venice yeah because yeah yeah so it's really well guarded you have to use the flying machine to get into it um which was another also iconic mission also iconically annoying Mm-hmm. and hard to control <laughs> and video gamey and very but... video gamey yeah because we got to fly over the bonfires to keep the thing up in the air to keep the, yeah good yeah. thing there's like yeah. a path yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah good a path thing. of bonfire <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so uh i guess um unless you guys like I, I don't know i just the gameplay the atmosphere of the game the time period everything was just it was perfect it was yeah. executed perfectly um it's just a great game, um, but it I is. guess um, we can talk about the. Uh, um, I guess we can go ahead and talk about the story because the story for this game is is probably pretty- above and beyond all the rest of the games. Yeah. Um. You know, so the quest is to basically, uh, well, Ezio's quest is to kind of like Re- after he figures it. out, yeah, it, it's a revenge tale. Um, that spans, I believe, in that game. At the end of the game, he's 40. So he was 16 or 17 at the very beginning of the game, and it takes him that many years until he's 40 years old to finally, you know, get to the end of the game um, and, you know, exact revenge on the guy. uh, Rodrigo Rodrigo Borgia is the head and the grandmaster of the Templars. So if you don't know who that is, that's another historical figure who eventually became Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he becomes Pope at the end of the game and you have to go to Rome with the apple of Eden to go confront him. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, you open up a vault in the Vatican and you go in after beating him. Um, you go in there and that's when you finally get the breakdown of like who the, the people were that came before yeah. the ancient yeah, the civilization. civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you get this whole spiel about Blow his mind. He yeah, has no idea what's yeah. going on. So the whole time it's blowing his mind. And then at the very end, like as she's talking to him, she just like looks at the camera and is, she, she's like, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. Like basically like you need to shut up because I'm talking, I, I'm talking to, Des- to Desmond and he's like, who the Desmond? fuck is Desmond? Yeah. And Desmond obviously is the guy that is watching all of this through the animus. And well, who um, you're playing in, in in present day? Yeah, that's the present day um, protagonist. And he's just like, I, I don't I don't understand. What are you talking? Like, I, he is, and he's like, I have so many questions. And, and then she just, just like, vanishes, and he's like, What the fuck? 
<laughs> uh, and then they they pull out Desmond, and then they uh, you know, there's like the credits are rolling, and the Templars come and they attack, and you defend your little warehouse area or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the end of, the, of Assassin's Creed Two. Doesn't someone um, get shot? Uh, Did Lucy get shot? Uh, yeah, no, right. No. Was that was that Brotherhood? Brotherhood. Yeah, oh. I was gonna say. So yeah, I guess that's a pretty good. I mean, unless you guys have anything else you want to say about uh, Assassin's Creed Two. Well, you're going to have to roll through these other ones faster. Otherwise, we're going to be here for six yeah, hours. We're going to be here. I've already said this is going to be the longest one. We're an hour and 20 minutes in, and we're uh, about to start talking about Brotherhood. These other ones are going to go faster because yeah. I, was say, I, I feel like played most of them. Yeah, and and Assassin's, them. Assassin's Creed 2, I feel like, has the most depth out of all of them. 100%, yes. 100%. So I feel like, um, I think it was right of us to, to take an hour to talk about Assassin's Creed. I mean, we Creed. could we could probably talk about Assassin's Creed 2 more if we really well, yeah, to. Yeah, but I feel like we've really covered yeah. the base. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, I guess we'll move on to Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Um, this is, I think, this is the start in the timeline of what happened to Assassin's Creed where I think they really got way too over the over their head, like way too over their skis. Mm-hmm. They started, this is where the yearly release cycle began. So, Assassin's Creed 2 came out in 2009. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood came out the next fall of 2010. Um, And thus began basically a yearly cycle for the next several years. Um, My So, originally when I played Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I really, 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 really liked it. I thought it was really good. It's uh, honestly, it's significantly shorter. Uh, It's significantly shorter than Assassin's Creed 2. And for me, I, I would say significantly would be like three or four hours, which it's definitely three or four hours shorter, uh, at least, um, than Assassin's Creed 2. Um, but I guess, again, this one this one takes place pretty much right after um, Assassin's Creed 2 ends. Uh, when you get back in the Animus, you pick up in the vault... You watch the whole speech again from the lady yeah. talking to, to Ezio right and him being really off. confused and stuff. Um, but yeah, so this one takes place all in Rome. Um, it has a huge map. It's way too big. It's way too big. Um, on my replay, I actually, I think I kind of dislike this game a little more than I did originally. Um, I don't know if it's just because it hasn't aged well, but I really liked the story still, but, um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the gameplay and stuff first from what I, what I noticed when I replayed it. So, um, a lot of the missions in my opinion in this game are very just like you, it's not really like you're just going and meeting a dude and you're talking to somebody and then you're like, Oh shit. And then something comes up and then you do that yeah. mission for seemingly no reason. And then you go and you talk to someone else again, and it's the same shit. And um, the the story behind it is really nice, but I, I found the missions in this game really grindy. Mm-hmm. Um, the these are my notes for it. Um, so I've got under Brotherhood, I great villain, uh, Cesare Borgia is the main antagonist in this, which is uh, Rodrigo Borgia's son. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat though is much improved. They added a kill chain ability where you could just where oh, you can actually be offensive. Yes. So Assassin's Creed Two, you basically had to just sit there and wait for someone to attack, 
and then you just hit the counter button and you kill them. Yeah, you did the same thing in Assassin's Creed 1, and it's yeah. frustrating. It, it is very frustrating waiting for someone to attack you because it's just endlessly block you. But yeah, this game, once you kill one person, you can just hit X and just keep, just chain all of them and kill everybody. It's great. Is um, this the one with the towers? I hated yeah, that. One. I did not yeah, like the Yeah, the Borgia towers. towers are really annoying. Yes. They're so frustrating. Th- this one, this one, it got way over the top with collectibles and busy work. Yeah. Which yep. are Borgia towers and fucking more feathers and fucking Borgia flags. And yeah. there's a hundred of each. I walk around to do a mission and I'd get one inch in the red and then oh, 40 dudes that, are coming after me. Yep, and I'm like, I don't want to do this right you. now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the missions are kind of a grind. There's a lot of long, extended climbing missions in this game, um, and a lot of really long, like tracking, like eavesdropping missions and stuff that get it gets really tedious. Um, you just gotta follow behind somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, but and then you, the you gotta hide because they'll turn around. Yeah. And... Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Chris. Do you think the devs put in the Borgia Towers and these tracking missions and did the, all these redundant, I'll, I'll call them tropes, just to extend the gameplay? 100%. Like yeah. The I hours. beat this game in two days. Same They're like... In two days. Yeah, I beat it in probably 10 hours. Instead of making a game that has content-driven yes. story, this one's more about just... Especially being released in one year. Which mm-hmm. is what I was going to say. So this is what starts the trend of collectible of collectibles remember in my spiel about assassin's creed as a as a series and this is where they start adding all these things that are some of the most depraved things that people just you know people really just don't like about gaming Mm -hmm. and that's just the endless collectibles especially ubisoft is really bad with this where they 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 sacrifice they, they they supplement collectibles and and like and stuff like that as gameplay and making the game better because they do they do the same thing with like all almost all their ubisoft games where like far cry again Especially you have to yeah. you have to go and climb all the towers the the radio towers just like assassin's creed with the viewpoints and and there's just endless endless collectibles of like hundreds of everything there's like a there's a hundred feathers and a hundred borgia flags and there's probably like 20 borgia towers to 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 get rid of in this game um but i mean with with all that being said i guess it sounds like we're shitting on the game um but i I don't want to shit on this game because i did like i did like it a lot the uh um the story is very good um there is a twist at the end uh of the uh desmond story where you guys you finally so this one you are looking for where Ezio hid the apple of eden at the end of this game so during the course of the game, um, the village, the villa in Monteragioni, which is where uh, basically is the assassin base at the moment, um, gets attacked at the very beginning of the game by Cesare Borgia um, because you actually let Rodrigo Borgia live at the end of Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed 2 um, because Ezio is just like, I, I've won. It doesn't matter. You know, he can live. It's fine. You know, I, I've won. It, it doesn't matter. Um I don't need to kill him um, because he, he, he also sees like, you know, he's killed so many people also during the course of the game that it's like, you know, at, at this point, he's not really any better than him. It's just a difference of opinion t- to him. So mm-hmm. he's just like, I, you know, I don't, I don't need to kill him. It's fine. I've, you know, he's made his point. He's won. Dogs, please stop. He saw his hypocrisy. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and he wanted to basically bury the hatchet and just move on. 
Yeah. Um, and then Cesare Borgia says, nah, fuck that shit. Because he is a prick and he's an egotistical, maniacal psychopath. Yep. Um, and he basically attacks the villa with his entire army and destroys it, kills Mario uh, Auditori, which is your uncle who taught you everything you knew. Um, they steal the Apple of Eden and you have to go on a quest to kill Cesare and the Borgias and get the apple back and go hide it so no one else can ever find it again. So that's the main premise of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, another revenge quest. Another kind of, yeah, another. It's more of like a finish what, finish what I should have finished. And, you know, I don't know. <coughs> oh, All man, of your my... assassin friends give you a lot of grief about it in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. shits on Ezio like, you didn't fucking kill him, you piece of shit. Ah! Um, I would have too. Yeah. Um, but then you wouldn't have had Assassin's Creed Brotherhood Cheyenne. So well. come on. Obviously, you wouldn't. You shouldn't have killed him. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I think this is really where they they started to kind of like the games. The games quality, like a lot of people say that this is the best Assassin's Creed game, and I really disagree with that. It's not as long as Assassin's Creed Two, and I don't think it's the story is anywhere near as well crafted. Yep. Um, Sarah lost interest pretty much immediately. Uh, yeah. Because the missions are grindy. They're just... Maybe they say... Go ahead, go ahead. Maybe they say it's the best one because it had that kill chain thing that you mentioned earlier. The gameplay, yes. 100% the gameplay is The combat is improved. Yeah. And the graphics, even a year later, it looks much better. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There are things I like where you, like, invest in the city and um, build up the city to get, you know, more money and stuff like that. That's really cool. Um... Is that the one where you have like all these assassins that you send out on missions? Yeah. And yes. Yeah. This was the first one. Micromanaging them. Or busy work to make the game seem like there's more stuff in it. So in this game, this was the first one that they, they call it Assassin's Creed Brotherhood because this is the game where Ezio becomes the grand master of the assassins, basically. Yeah. Um, because he's he's already dedicated 20 something years <coughs> on this quest, and he's probably the almost at this point, the most senior member. Um, so he then becomes the mentor. They don't call him grandmaster. They call him mentor. So the leader of the assassins is called the mentor or mentor or whatever. So, um, he starts rebuilding the brotherhood, Mm -hmm. um, in this game and you start recruiting people and stuff like that. And you can send them on missions and all this other shit. That's really annoying that you definitely don't ever have to do because I didn't do a single second of it. When I, I was playing through the that's game. That's where I lost it. I just stopped playing at that point. And he's, he says the exact same line to every single one of them. Um, and he just walks up to them after you save them. He goes, the liberation of Roma has begun every single fucking time. Um, and it's like that was in the that was like burned into the recesses of my mind. Because when I was replaying it, I was replaying it separately from Sarah. But she got there first because she started playing it before <laughs> me. And it just brought back like PTSD. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Oh God, I haven't heard him say that in years, but Jesus, it instantly just like, I, it just was like scar tissue, man. Yeah. Yeah. Muscle memory. Yeah. Cause that's the only thing he says. And if you play the game, like the way they want you to play it, you are constantly saving people. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So much. He says it so many fucking times. Resquiat in pace. And that's what I said. He says that a lot too. Yeah, but that's like his thing. He's just telling people to rest in peace. And then the liberation of Roma has begun. (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But um, I think this is where, in terms of overall story quality, Assassin's Creed really started to fall. uh, In my opinion. 
Um, I don't know. You guys, I voiced my opinion on Brotherhood now for the last probably 10 minutes, so you guys go ahead. I mean, we've kind of interjected. My, I, my voice yeah. needs a little rest. It's getting a little strained. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of interjected in between, but like I said, it just didn't hold my attention as much. Sorry. Trying to, this has been a long time of sitting in one place for me. It's an hour and a half. I know. I don't sit that still for You'd them. be sitting on the couch. If be you laying here. on the couch is different. I can move. I can adjust. I've got to stay in the frame. Anyways, um, that it didn't hold my attention quite as much, obviously, because I didn't finish it of um, Assassin's Creed 2. Um, mm-hmm. While it did, you know, have some interesting story points, I just, I didn't find it as, like, captivating and, oh, I need to find out what happens next. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, that's... Where that's... do we leave off with Desmond Miles in that one? So, at the end of this game, uh, you go to the... You find out that the... Um, that it was being stored at, at, in a vault in at the bottom of the Colosseum, like underneath the Colosseum. You go there, and as you're getting... You claim the apple for the assassins in modern time. And uh, the... It basically takes control of your body... And forces you to kill Lucy at yep. the end of the game. I remember that. Yeah, I remember and then that. That's yeah. where it hard cuts, and that's where you end. And then, then you move on to Revelations. Yeah. So, um, I mean, do you guys want to keep talking about Brotherhood at all? No. No. Okay. Um, I've actually got a good amount of notes on Revelations because uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this game a lot. That more. was my favorite one. That was my least favorite one. Cheyenne, you need to replay this game. You need to play it. You need to replay it. I lost Um, interest. Okay, so I'm with Sarah on Brotherhood. Like I am, like I'm her, but in Revelations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, all right, I wanted to, well, hold on. I remember how long it took you to finish Brotherhood. So when Cheyenne and I, we forged our friendship on me giving her shit about not finishing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yep. So we had a class it was a uh, second oceanography in an 11th grade yep and, and it, it was like the, f- the first time we met officially because yes. i mean you were in band but i was an honor band and you were in symphonic band yes so we were in two different band groups so we never met that way i also didn't so here's also another short little snippet so we were both in band and every time we went we when we, we would go on our band trip like at the end of the year we would play a game called assassin where you would get someone's name on a piece of paper and you would have to like get water on them to kill them or touch them with like water on your finger or something like to kill them, quote unquote, you know. But there was a rule where there had to be one witness, but it couldn't be more than one or something like that, right? Right, yeah. Only one person could see you. And if nobody yeah. was around, it didn't count. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if there was more people around, it didn't count. <laughs> yeah, so 10th grade, um, I get Cheyenne as by my uh and i had target. just moved and there. she had just moved i had literally no idea who she was at all i didn't know if she existed i was i was like who the fuck is this who is this and i would i, I was we sitting by that. i can't remember who i was sitting by on the bus and i was like who is this no we were and at the crab shack it was that uh crab, it, it wasn't from- it wasn't joe's crab shack but it was it was the it was like in myrtle beach it was that restaurant with the giant crab in front of it and yeah, i remember because that was the first meal i had had in like a week like full <laughs> meal because i had uh, like a stomach bug and then literally came back to school the day before the band trip so that I could still go to the, go on the band trip. Yep. Um, but yeah. So. And then they passed out the names <laughs> while we were eating at the buffet. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. I didn't even get out of the table without dying. So it didn't matter. <laughs> I got killed at the table and it's like, 
It wasn't Captain George's, I don't no, think. No, it wasn't. It was in Myrtle I know, Beach. I know there is one in Myrtle Beach. There is a Captain George's in Myrtle Beach, but it oh, was Oh, there not. is? Oh, I yeah, thought that was yeah, just a yeah. Williamsburg thing. Oh, there is one. Um, but it was a giant there was a giant crab statue. Anyway, we're so far off topic right yeah, now. Yeah, sorry. And that's a different show. Um <laughs> But the, but anyway. yeah, you had no idea who yeah. I was. But then so and then and then we met in oceanography, like legit. And then I gave her shit about not finishing Assassin's Creed Brotherhood every day until yep, she finally day. finished it. I think which was after that class had ended, right? Uh, or did you actually finish? No, it No, I finished the class? it before the class ended. Okay. However, when Revelations came out, you were giving me shit for that, and I never finished it. <laughs> you have never finished that game still? No, I think. Well, I think I did finish Revelations. Actually, I take that back. But you gave me shit for that, and that took me way longer to finish because I was right. so uninterested. I want you to replay this game. So we're going to talk about I will. I now. will. I want to replay all of them. My first and foremost, so this game takes, so you're, you're Desmond in this game. You're just like in a coma in the Animus the entire time because when you kill Lucy at the end of Brotherhood, he just like goes into a coma. So they just yep. throw you in the Animus like, oh. Fuck it. Throw him in the animus, What else do we do? How do we save him? Let's put him in the animus. Yeah, so the whole time is Desmond is just trying to uh, basically um, regain consciousness the whole time in the animus or whatever. <coughs> He's fighting um, to stay alive, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, but this was the first one that really kind of just took away the main, um, like, there, there, you really never had to play as Desmond more than, I think, three times so it, it was pretty nice you could just stay as Ezio the whole time but yeah so you repro Ezio's back again in revelations but this time he's like mm, i think he's 50 52 i think at the end of the game so he's 50 and first of my first note is uh i i love old man Ezio. i love him <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. stop it the take no shit old man Ezio. well he's just so relaxed and comfortable and, and who happy. he is and just ha it's he's so it's so awesome it, I I have an app like I have such a fondness now for old man Ezio that I did not have um, back when I originally played the game um, because I originally thought that this game sucked like I thought it had a good ending but everything else was just boring as fuck and just you See? know whatever um, I don't know what it is I'm still but, there <laughs> yeah whatever okay shut up <laughs> I'm still at that point but I mean I, I haven't replayed it I'll give you I, that. I it. honestly enjoyed Revelations more than Brotherhood when I replayed them recently. Hmm. Like, a, like honestly, a lot more. Um, I re it's they're about the same length. I got through them. I got both through both of them in about two days. Um, each, not hmm. not both of them in two days, but um, separately, I got through them in in uh in two, two days, days apiece. Um, Revelations is a really good. It's really really good. Um, the you get a hook blade, which allows you to climb things way faster. So this was the first like overhaul of the climbing. Mm -hmm. um, and okay, I did like that. Yeah, it's really great. I like it's the really different awesome. artillery and and items and tools that you had in 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 Revelation. So that there were like smoke bombs in Assassin's Creed Two and Brotherhood, but this one took it to another level. Yeah, where like you like could craft bombs for whole different like a whole bunch of different stuff, which I never did one time because I was just trying to beat the game really fast this this mo this most recent time um but yeah so the uh point of this game is you go to masief which is the the castle that altair 
and you know that that was the original home of the assassins yeah the assassin's creed headquarters y- yes that so, you that yeah. you come back to in the first game all the time yes yes so this game he goes he goes there basically on a pilgrimage to finally uncover um try, try to finally end all like and find out the answers to all the questions that his dad had been trying to answer his whole life so he's just trying to end this this lo- this lifelong, two generation long story, at least two generations. They 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 never talk about his dad's dad or anything like that ever. Um, but he so he goes there. It's controlled by Templars at the moment. Um, he fights a bunch of them and he finds out that there's like a a, a vault there that requires five keys that um he basically he ends up deducing that was taken by um marco polo's father i think it's nicolo polo yeah to, nicolo to um istanbul or uh Constant- constantinople it, it depends on what side you're on what they call it um even in the game that they, they say that that half of it like the asian side calls it one thing and the european side calls it the other um, but yeah, so he takes it, he, they, he took the keys there. So you spend the whole game trying to find the keys and basically, um, reestablish the, like, like topple the, uh, the Templar rule in Istanbul as well. So it's really, it's a really good game. It's, it's not too, too long. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed old man Ezio. How, how did you, Chris, do you, I know you said you liked revelations a lot, do, but what do you, what do you remember about, uh, the game that you liked. I liked. Shit, I, I really don't. I don't remember. I just have a feeling of it. I don't. I don't really remember it super clearly because it's. Been, I haven't played yeah, it no, since I, it I understand. released. I understand that. I liked the um, the glider thing that you get at the end. Oh, you have a parachute the whole time. Hmm. I think you're thinking about Brotherhood. No, two when you get the glider. No, there, you have a parachute that you could use through Revelations. Like, you can jump off things and pull a parachute out. Gotcha. But, if it, I mean, if you guys can't speak to it, it's fine. I understand. Cause, it's cool. I mean, um, if I yeah. remember something that you're talking about, I'll comment Yeah, I've, I've got some more. Um, one of, honestly, the thing that I really, really, really loved the most about this game specifically was um, there was, like, there. so he... This is this is the game where Ezio finally falls in love with somebody. Sophia. So, yes, yes. So she is another Italian, uh, a Venetian, which is someone from Venice. I um, love her. That was the best part of this whole game. Just play the game again, damn it! Stop shitting on it. Sorry. It's so good. I won't let. I'm you being do devil's this. advocate right now. I won't let you right do this to my man, my it. old man, Ezio. So good. I don't. I don't um, yeah, mind so... Old Man Ezio. The game was just boring, but Sophia did save it. Okay. I Whatever. I know. No, I know. I'm sorry. But yeah. So um, yeah. But I. It's so funny because um, after each sequence, he writes a letter. A letter. He's writing a letter and he narrates it back to uh, Claudia, who is his sister. Um. And he's he's basically narrating and summarizing everything that had just happened in the sequence and and what is going to happen and his thoughts. And I really liked the loading screens between sequences like that. It was really, really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
And then he, he starts talking to, he starts writing to Claudia about Sophia. And it's just really, really awesome and, mm-hmm. and funny. And he, he's also just so oblivious because she tries to get him to go on, like, a, like to have a picnic with her near the end of the game. And she gets him, she's like, I'll tell you where the last, so she owns a bookstore that used mm-hmm. to be Niccolo Polo's, like, uh, uh, trading post. So he goes there and meets her the second time because they were on the boat together, actually, going to Istanbul. Um, but he, you know, he re- not quote unquote reunites with her, but meets her again there and then like actually introduces himself this time. And they, they you know, they hit it off or whatever. Um, but you could tell immediately that she finds him really charming and really cool and nice and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so every time he helped, she helps him find the location to all the keys, the Masyaf keys. Yeah, she's doing research and stuff for yeah. him. So every time he comes to her and she gives him a new location and he goes and he finds it, blah, blah, blah. So before the last one, she's like, well, I'll give you the the uh, the location of the last one, but I need you to go run some errands for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need you to go grab some tulips from wherever and, and meet me in, in such and such. And he's like, okay, cool. Sweet, I guess I'll just go get you these flowers. I guess whatever. So he goes I'll do and he that. picks them out. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, easy. I got you. Don't worry. I'll, I'll meet you there." <clears throat> and he's so oblivious the entire time. He picks these flowers. He gets there. He brings them to her, and he's like, "All right, so uh, you got that info?" While she's got this giant spread of a lunch mm. on like this uh, on this cloth, and they're having like she's obviously planned a whole picnic and food. He's like, "Man, that looks really good. You got that info for me?" <laughs> <laughs> and and she's like, I, "Sit, sit." why don't you sit down for a minute? And he's like, okay, all right, whatever. So he sits, he's sitting down, he's like getting all comfortable and shit. And she's like, even part, like there's this one part at the very end where she's like leaning in to try to kiss him. And he's just like, and then he just looks away and he's like, oh, and I'm like, ah, you idiot, you idiot. But it's just so, it's just so good. It's so well done. I love it. Um, It's so good. Um, And then the, the, the best part though, about the game for me, even after, after you finish it, um, is he when you finally get the Masyaf keys, you go there with Sophia, you unlock it, she waits outside, and throughout the entire game, each key is a memory from Altair. So you 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 play as Altair for a little bit in each one of them. Mm-hmm. But the last key um he has in his hand, so you, you walk into the um you walk into the vault and it's actually Altair's skeleton is just sitting in the chair with the final key, another key, the sixth key in his mm-hmm. hand. Um, Ezio grabs it, you know, relives through that, that memory. And it's just him showing him where he hid the apple, which is basically in the wall or whatever. But um, at that, like you relive, you see at um, Altair, basically um tell everyone to leave because the templars are coming for masyaf he's telling everyone to leave and that he's going to stay there and he's going to lock himself in the vault because he doesn't want anyone to ever find this and he does definitely doesn't want the templars to get like their hands on it and all that stuff mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but the 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 part that was really really great about it was that from the journey that Ezio had been on, especially at the end of Assassin's Creed 2, where he got no answers and, and, and stuff like that, he is he then takes that opportunity as he uncovers that Apple of Eden, he activates it, and then 
the one of the ladies, you know, the, um, the projection is telling him about like the end of the world that's coming and the, how yeah. He want, yeah. And he basically, he resigns himself to be like, you know what? I'm done. And he's taking his assassin's blades and stuff off. And he goes and he's like, you know what? I, I've, I have now come to re- to realize over these years of Desmond, your, your name being basically burned into his psyche um, that he's just, he will never understand the significance of what that name means mm-hmm. or who he is or anything like that. But he, he knows he's like, you know, I don't understand how, but I know that you're here and you're watching this or you, and, and like you're witnessing this as well. And he's like, it, it, he basically just takes that. And he's like, you know, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I've, I've lived throughout my, my entire story. And he basically almost verbally passes the torch to Desmond. Wow. By just somehow not, it, it doesn't, it obviously he doesn't know who Desmond is or anything like that, but because of all these years of thinking and just like, he, he just gets to that point where he, you know, is older and wiser now. And he just resigns like, you know what? This isn't for me to understand. And that's okay. Um, you know, I, whatever needs to be done, Desmond, I hope that, you know, you succeed and can do it. And, it, it's such a great, great, great moment that I just, I just love. It was yeah, just, maybe it was that's so what I like the most about it, like how it ends, like it wraps it up nicely with a bow. Yeah, it's so, so well done with with the the character growth from being that sixteen year old punk ass kid um, at the beginning of Assassin's Creed Two to being an old man with a grayed out beard and just being like, I've done, I've played my role. And yeah. I'm happy with that and I can live with it. And it's just so, it was just so good. I do think uh, I just, Ezio is still the best assassin. And maybe that, maybe we feel that way because his story was so fleshed out compared yes. to the other games that we got. We really saw his whole life. I mean, there was chunks of time in between that we missed, but we really followed him from beginning to end. And we don't get that a whole lot with the newer games. Yeah, you don't get that with a single other assassin. You don't get more than one game with anyone else. Um, he got three, which well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only well, the only like running line is Altier. He seems to be, you know, he kind of shows up in each yeah. one of them. But he was an he, asshole. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, Just arrogant. You kind of also see his character grow through those um, relived mm-hmm. memories that Ezio gets to see. You get That's to true. see him. Um, Right after he, right after the end of Assassin's Creed One, you also get to see him basically get cast out of the Assassin Order because one of his buddies um, kills his son and his wife um, over jealousy and greed of power to, you know, to be the head of the Assassins and stuff like that. And you see him come back as an old, old, old ass, like eighty-year-old man to like. That's when try he moves and, super slow, right? Yes, it's super annoying. Yeah, he's just. I remember that. like super fucking slow walking all the way back up like he spent most of his life not even at masiev like actually being with the assassins but um i thought it was very good uh revelations is super super underrated to me very great great game great it's it's slightly behind two for me honestly um i i think that it was much more enjoyable um I, i i found myself constantly just smiling because of old man Ezio the whole time i was playing the game it was just very good super heartfelt ending and, and stuff like that and it just it tied it did his character justice he finally got to sit down and take a breath at the end of the game and be like oh. after 50 or 40 some years of being on this journey 
and it was it was well deserved and it was it was great he gets his happy ending and that's yes. nice yes um and even in the Ezio collection there's actually a short uh animated movie of the end of Ezio's life so you can actually see that in the Ezio collection which is nice um if you're wondering how he dies he actually uh he has a heart attack in the square in Venice not Venice Florence where his family was killed oh wow uh, he was just sitting on he's sitting on a bench um, where he's where he was supposed to die. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So also very good. Not it was it was it gave was me really goosebumps. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'll get it brings it brought a tear to my eye when I watched it yeah. if I remember because I just you know I just care about that character so much. Mm-hmm. And but uh, yeah, like I was saying earlier, he's like the only one that you get to see besides Altair, you know, from beginning to end. And I think that I think that's why. Those three games especially hold a special place in all of our hearts because of that. Yeah, I think, I, I think for sure that this was the pinnacle. These three, the pinnacle of Assassin's Creed. Um, it's it's on the rise again, but I think because of that yearly release cycle and stuff like that, it started kind of like dipping and a lot of people lost interest. But go ahead, Chris. I think Ubisoft doesn't think that we as fans have the attention span we did. And that's why they don't I, I give it to agree. us. 100% just agree. Think that they either they're not willing to flush out a character with and pay writers and like get a good script going before they make a game or they just don't think that we have the attention span to commit to one like the timeline jumps around so much after this that it's it oh, it's hard yes. it's hard to, to like understand the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we're going to get into that especially after Assassin's Creed 3. Which yeah. is what we're going to move on to now. I forgot which, to state that Assassin's Creed Revelations did come out in 2011, which I've already said they were basically yearly releasing. Hey guys, so this uh, this podcast went a little bit long. It was uh, a little over, I think, three and a half hours total. Um, so for the audio version... Um, we actually decided to go ahead and just split it in half. So obviously you've already seen that it says part one um, in the title. Um, but I didn't want to uh, make this one too, too long. So um, this is going to be the outro right here. We'll, uh, I'll, I'll have the audio version, um, uh, or sorry, the uh, version of part two. Will, it should be out in a couple days. I, I'm, I'm aiming, so I normally release them on Tuesdays, um, the day after the recording. Um, but I'm actually going to go ahead and I'm going to release part two on Friday. I should have it finished on Thursday night and I'll have it released on Friday. So if you guys are listening to this before Friday, keep your eyes peeled for uh, part two of our very exceedingly long um assassin's creed podcast um i really don't want to make them this long in the future and if they do end up being this long i will will probably just actually stop the recording and record the second half later but um yeah so i did want to say um if you did like this first part of the podcast please recommend it to anybody that does like assassin's creed um rate us and subscribe on whatever um podcast platform you're listening on Uh, We'd greatly appreciate it. And please, please, please recommend our podcast to one person this week that likes Assassin's Creed or that you think might like some nerdy shit. Um, Yeah, so 
that being said, um, stay tuned for part two. Um, it'll be out soon. Um, but hey, if you're already listening to this and part two is available, go ahead and jump right into it. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you in a couple days or next week or whenever the next time you're listening. <laughs>